Have you ever been told you're cherry-picking scripture? This is when you don't buy someone else's interpretation of the Bible. They tell you you're cherry-picking. We've been told this many times, and I'm pretty sure you have been too. It's when we won't lay down our verses and replace them with their verses. You know, the ones they've cherry-picked and thrown at us. It happens when we don't buy into the church's interpretation du jour because it doesn't sit well with us, even if we don't know why. So basically, if you don't agree, then you're cherry picking. It's a cute little phrase, huh? You know, and they say it like it's a bad thing. You know, let's talk about cherry picking because, uh, yeah, yum, I love cherries. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid? Someday, so I call you up and you call me down, would it be okay? Well, hello and welcome to the Freed Hearts Podcast. So glad you're here. My name is Robert Cottrell and I'm here as always with... Susan Cottrell. <laughs> you look so excited. <laughs> you can't see her face, but you look so excited. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, beloved. Again, connect with us at freedhearts.org. You can find out all about all we do and you can also... <laughs> loosen my voice <laughs> email us at podcast at freedarts.org uh, it is October it is the 10th month and I told you that I was going to do this each week in October so I'm going to keep my word we are celebrating a decade of walking this journey of love and inclusion together we were launched we launched Freed Hearts in 2013 so this year is our 10th anniversary It's the and for the month of October we're asking you to help. We're asking you to give. You know what we're asking you to give? 10 bucks. That's it. 10 bucks. I mean, that is not much. That That is that is not, that is barely a um, pick up your own medium one topping pizza. That's, you know, 10 <laughs> bucks. And But picture this. If each of you listening to this podcast chips in 10 bucks, I love that energy. To pull together, it will fund all we do. That's all we need to do through this this collective love and support that runs through all of you. Again, it's for them, but beloved, it's because of you. And I'm asking you to please go ahead and respond right now. The world comes in, we put things off. Go ahead and do it right now. Don't let this moment slip by. Seize it. Let your $10 make a difference and help celebrate our 10th anniversary. There are two easy ways to give to make this happen right now. Get your phones, use Venmo, and search for at Freed Hearts. You'll see our logo, so you'll know it's us. Or if you prefer, just go to freedhearts.org and click on donate. 10 bucks, it's all we need. I know you can do it. Thank you so much. Together, let's continue to change the conversation on love and inclusion and free hearts to love and be loved. Why? Because they deserve it. <laughs> yeah. That's right. It yeah. serves you well to serves, love and be loved. That's right. It's what you deserve. It serves you well. That's right. So, have you ever been told that you're cherry picking? Mm. <laughs> I mean, this is when you don't, honestly, this is when you don't buy someone else's interpretation of the Bible. They tell you you're cherry picking. We've been told this many times. It's always cherry picking to, <sighs> to, to, um, to match or justify your actions. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you've been told this too. It can really, I mean, it can really throw you off your game. It's when we won't lay down our verses and replace them with their verses, which, by the way, the ones they've cherry picked. And Bam. 
Is that the sound of cherry picking? No, it's the sound of gotcha. <laughs> and, mic drop. And thrown at us. Yeah. Bam. bam. <laughs> that the church has thrown at them. Bam, 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 bam. <laughs> Jeez. It happens when we don't buy into the church's interpretation du jour because it doesn't sit well with us. Even, even if we don't even know why. And make moments and make no mistake, these interpretations are du jour. Yes. Anybody drown any witches lately, you know? Well, yes, in some parts of the world, I guess, but not here, not in Salem, Mass., where in the 1600s it was all the rage. Anybody vilify a redhead or a lefty lately? Not lately. Although a friend of mine who's in her 70s, I think, remembers her grandfather smacking her left hand when she used it to write. We've heard that. Yeah. Yeah, and that was only 65 years ago or something. So, yeah, that's sin du jour. So, basically, if you don't agree, then you're cherry-picking. It's a cute little phrase, isn't it? And they say it like it's a bad thing. Well, have you ever had cherries? (laughs) Yeah, someone picked those for you. You didn't eat the cherry (laughs) and the pit and the leaf and the branch and the tree. You picked only the cherry. That's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) I love picking cherries. I love cherries. Yum. Cherries are the thing to get. Okay. Well, here's another more helpful (laughs) way to frame it for you. Okay. You are telling me I'm cherry picking, but what are you doing when you quote any verse ever? (laughs) Unless you quote me all 30,000 verses of the Bible, you're cherry picking. Every time anyone quotes a Bible verse, they're cherry picking. You didn't bring me the whole tree, did you? No. Another way to frame that's it is... That's such, a, that's such an interesting way to think of it, yeah. but it's so true. It's, so, it's true. so true. Yeah. And, you know, here's another way to frame it, mm-hmm. and, and that is what verses are you privileging? Mm. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that in, rever- in regard to the, the Bible, but I learned it in seminary that they're just verses that are being privileged. That's mm. all. Mm. But, you know, that's what you do. When you privilege some over others, of course. How could you weight them all the same? You couldn't, you just couldn't. And you have every right to prefer some verses over others, to choose some lessons over others. Of course you do. So the next time someone says you're cherry picking, you can say, absolutely I am, and so are you. To refer to any verse at all is to cherry pick. And unless you're going to give me all 30,000, and I don't have time for that, and you don't know them, so what's your point? <laughs> you know, and just to stop for a minute, to be <laughs> honest here, the entire, uh, whatever yes. Bible you're reading, yes. the entire Bible, every Bible is cherry picked because there are scriptures, chapters, entire books left out or included. Did you know, there? that's a huge point. Did you know there was a gospel written by Mary? Yep. Do you think maybe that was important, but it didn't make the cut? Who cherry-picked that? Yeah, I know. Okay? So, I'm just saying. Yeah. So I learned from the great writer, Renita Weems, when I read from her in seminary, that we are absolutely free to cherry-pick from the Bible. In fact, there's no other way to read it. And as a black author, Renita Weems has brought insight that's outside my experience And it's a gift to me to learn from her perspective. And here's what she taught me in her book about cherry picking. She tells a story about Thurgood Marshall, and this is from her book, Stony the Road We Trod. 
She tells the story of Thurgood Marshall reading the Bible to his grandmother. And she, the grandmother would ask him to read anything from the Bible, anything except Paul. <laughs> she would not listen to Paul because Paul was read to her and her ancestors to keep them compliant as slaves. Wow. She did not want to listen to Paul because she could only hear the voice of the master reading Paul and, and you know, beating them. And she no longer had to listen to it, yeah. and she wasn't going to. And you don't have to listen to verses being read at you. That's right. That have been similarly abused as a means of power and control. That's I, right. You talked about privileged verses. I never thought of the verses like that. Yeah. That... Again, that's why it's so important, beloved, to to read the Bible, to even hear the Bible through that those lenses of love and as a message to the oppressed. Yes, that's right. You if have, you're going to read it, we're not saying yeah. it's important to read it, but if you're going to read it, right, you have to or bring it in, comes to mind for yeah, you. You have to bring in the bigger picture. Here. Yes. Yeah. Of, if it's not, excuse me. Yeah. No, no. Go ahead. Please. If it's not from the viewpoint of the oppressed. It's a bad read. Yeah, there you it's go. an it's an oppressor read. It's colonization, basically, yeah. of the Bible. So, is to do what what she talked about the masters doing, and is that cherry picking? Yeah, I mean, to be refused, to be abused, and re-traumatized by hearing something that was a misread in the first place that should never have been used that way in the first place. Well, yeah, I'd say it's cherry picking that it's being used that way. That's it's mm. been misused is the cherry picking. And to say, I'm not going to listen to that is refusing to be cherry picked at. And when I first mm. read that story in seminary, it was like a weight fell off my shoulders. Wow. Yeah. It's like you're looking out over a, a cliff over a valley that's filled in with fog and suddenly the fog lifts and you're, <laughs> you just can't believe what was there that you hadn't seen. And you're overwhelmed by the beauty. That's a great picture. Yeah. Beauty that was there all along, but you just couldn't see it. And that was what it was to me to read about Thurgood Marshall's grandmother not listening to Paul. She didn't have to. Because let me tell you this, anytime, we just said this, but I want to say it again more clearly. Anytime the Bible is being used to oppress the oppressed, to marginalize the marginalized, that's abuse. That's spiritual abuse. Anytime the Bible is being used to empower the powerful, it's being abused, pure and simple. Mm. The Bible was written by a marginalized, oppressed people as their empowerment not another means of empowerment for the powerful or another means of oppression for the oppressor. That's what happened in a lot of the edits and translations. Yes. Too. It, was, it, was, it was shifted yes. to be used by the powerful yes. for their own gain. Yeah. Yes, tossing things in here and there yeah. that become then, you know, gospel, so to speak. Yeah. And so if, you're, if the read you're getting is oppressive, it's a wrong read, and you can put that in your pocket or, you know, throw it out, seriously. Now, imagine the trauma being compounded if the grandmother were told by a white master to defend those scriptures, to tell him why she did not deserve to be enslaved when mm. Paul said so right there in the Bible. Would she have been obligated to answer him? If she had felt obligated to answer him to defend her breaking of that scripture it would have knocked her off her feet. 
But fortunately, she had the wherewithal. You can't do this when you're a slave, but she was not a slave, at least at this point in her life. Mm-hmm. She fortunately had the wherewithal to just skip right on over those verses and pointedly not listen to them. And you get to do the same. Yeah. And, and beloved, we know that many of you have experienced something similar when verses have been read at you and that you are pushed to defend them, to defend yourself from what is an abuse of Scripture in the first place. You know? You do not have to answer for words written in an entirely different culture thousands of years ago. They're now being wheeled in like like a cannon to shoot you. You absolutely do not have to answer that. One of the first breakthrough things that I realized in this whole 10-year-long journey is that, hey, I'm not the one that needs to defend myself here. Yeah. I'm not the one. I'm not the one crushing people under machinery that is religion, thousands of years of religion. Like I think we said a couple weeks ago, a bulldozer with with Jesus as as the hood ornament. Yeah. You know, so again, let me make that stronger here. You absolutely do not have to answer anyone's cherry picked verses, beloved. Let that fog lift, let the weight off your shoulders. That's, and again, that's exactly what they are is out of context, mistranslated, edited, interpreted, cherry picked verses that are thrown at you, whatever. You know, I mean, yes. parents sometimes tell their children to, 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 Show them, show me in scripture where gay relationships are, are, are okay. And if they can't, the parents won't approve of their relationship either. I mean, they're cherry picking everything there. They're cherry picking those verses, pulling them right out of context, both culturally and literally context. I'm sorry, literary context, excuse me. And both cultural and literal context. That's yes, right. Yes. And telling you to defend the verses. So they, they, oh my gosh, they, they pull a verse out, read an edited, changed, translated, maybe added scripture at you, you know, like, again, like the word homosexuals added in 1946, just as an example, they pull a verse out, throw it at you and say, defend that. What about that? What about that? Oh my gosh, you don't need to do that. That's as cherry picking as you get. Yeah, you can't get any more cherry picking than that. And it happens all the time. And then they turn around and say, well, you're cherry picking to, you know, to to justify your beliefs. Yeah, People often accuse you of what they're doing. That's just the facts. Sorry if I'm sounding a little upset. Well, it's worth being upset over. Yeah. It's righteous anger. Thank you. Yeah. So (laughs) (laughs) also their, their premise is faulty. And they probably don't know because of how verses have been privileged that when Paul talked about unnatural sex, which was interpreted as homosexuality in 1946 and then ever since, he's actually talking about non-procreative sex. Yep, that's all that is. Yeah, so if your parents are are cherry-picking these verses at you, you can say, so, mom and dad... Have you ever had sex when mom's not, not ovulating or past menopause? You two ever use birth control? Or have you ever had any kind of sex that was strictly non-procreative, not straight up coitus? I, I've heard such a thing happens. <laughs> <laughs> 
Now, I don't expect you to ask mom and dad about this. We're just this, making a point, yeah. But we're making a point, and who'd want that visual anyway? <laughs> <laughs> but how about this? How about the 300 verses that tell us to care for the poor? How about that versus the six or seven completely debunked clobber mm-hmm. passages? And by debunked, I mean they've been shown to not mean what they're said to mean. Right. In context. And what about those 300 verses? Where are the rabid sign holders saying, God hates the wealthy. God hates corporate greed. Because that would be a lot closer to what Jesus was talking about. Or how about the verses, parents don't exasperate your children. Whoever does not care for their own household is worse than an unfaithful person, an infidel How about don't judge? And if you're really walking in the Spirit, the fruit of the Spirit will be evident. What's what's the fruit of the Spirit? It's love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, and self-mastery. So there's a very different way to look at this. If you're talking about cherry-picking, it's pulling out six or seven passages and ignoring hundreds and hundreds of, of others. Yeah. That that argument uh is 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 just there's there's no basis to it. It's it's a phrase that's pulled out by people who are doing the same thing. So it should just hopefully this will help it just bounce right off yeah, did you. you so, or ha- yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Did you know that there's another verse that that talks about the year of Jubilee, which is <laughs> it's it's more than one verse. It's a I know where you're going. That the year of Jubilee is a huge celebration. Every 50 years, the slaves are set free. The land is returned to those who previously owned it when it was taken as, sla- as payment against debt. People, debts are forgiven. <laughs> like It's like restarting, reshuffling and dealing all the Monopoly money over again. Yeah. Every 50 years. <laughs> if they wanted to... What happened to yeah. that well, cherry who, picking? By yeah, by what would happen to our yeah, our top well, down one percent economy? Who, who would be if hurt? We did that? In who our would country? be hurt by that? The powerful and the rich and the and those doing the marginalizing. Yeah. yeah so yeah. So or yes. Yeah. 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 Or I mean, just back to the great command that Jesus said is above all others to love each other in a way that it feels like love. Yes. <laughs> love your neighbor as yourself. If you do this, everything else will line up. If you don't, nothing will line up. Yeah. If you, I mean, this is not rocket science. That's right. But it does require authenticity, not red herrings or gaslighting or blame shifting or pretending you're not cherry picking while you tell others they are. (laughs) Yeah. So the next time someone says you're cherry picking, recognize that as an attack on you, an unfounded, silly attack on you said by someone who is cherry picking. Guaranteed. And you are not obligated to answer them. That's right. You can say, if you really want to talk about this coherently, I'm happy to, or just send them to us. But if you just want to gaslight me because I disagree with you, I am not going there. I'm not going to play the game. I'm not interested. Yeah. And remember, don't debate with people who are committed to misunderstanding you. That can be toxic. This cherry-picking accusation is tossed out like it's a slam dunk 
by people who are cherry picking. And if they won't at least see that fact, might be best not to engage at all for your own heart. You know what I'm saying? That's right. That's absolutely right. As always, speak a truth, share a resource, sashay away in your fabulous way that you are, beloved. We love you we so love much. You. We love you. We love you. You are beloved. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Would it be okay if I were to tell you that I am afraid someday? So I call you up and you call me down. Would it be okay? You've been listening to the Freed Hearts Podcast. We have extensive resources and vibrant community for you at www.freedhearts.org. Just come say hello. And if you have questions or issues or comments about the podcast, things you'd like us to talk about, reach out to us at podcast at freedhearts.org. The music is provided by Hannah Cottrell, our daughter, the Grammy-nominated Saint Sinner. And you can find out more about her at heystsinner.org. Please share this, subscribe, and follow on your favorite platform. And thanks for listening.